It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to IMTV. I'm Alan Keyes, and this is Let's Talk America. I want to get right into it today. My guest is Michelle Swinnick. Y'all know her. Uh, she's been on the show uh, frequently. I love talking to her, as I do most of the guests um, that I have. And I think we're at a moment when the kind of thinking that she does is thinking that we absolutely need to be doing right now, uh, or we're going to lose this country. We are losing it. Uh, there are people who I think could make a reasonably good case that we have already lost it uh, insofar as we have tolerated the notion uh, that the election that we went through in 2020 was not tainted uh, by all kinds of irregularities that essentially made it an election no longer based on government of, by, and for the people, because you have to have honest elections then, in which the will of the people is actually expressed and in which it prevails. Um, uh, Michelle, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to start out by saying that I think it's pretty obvious uh, and should be to more and more people, though I'm not sure of that, that the Democrat Party has uh, let itself become an anti-American party. And I say anti-American in the sense that I think of it. This country was founded on certain premises and principles uh, that, though a lot of people want to deny it, include God-endowed unalienable rights. Now. Why there are so many people, even some uh, who are or call themselves conservatives, who seem to think that we can dispense with God when the whole premise of our authority is God-endowed unalienable rights, and that those rights are not the freedom to do what we please, but the decision consciously taken that we are a polity dedicated to doing right according to the endowment, which is will, of God. Uh, and I, I, I think that we are now in a crisis because we have one party that has wholly abandoned that understanding. Uh, I don't care what some in their ranks might try to argue. I think the Democrat Party is now in a consistent way a party uh, that though it pays lip service, oh, we have a constitution, yes, but they no longer respect it because they no longer respect its premises and origins. Uh, but here's the rub. Do we appear to have now uh, within the ranks of the Republican Party, within the ranks of others, uh, including possibly, uh, though I don't know what your sense of it is, uh, I, I, I find myself hoping, though I don't know the man, and uh, I obviously have heard of him and his famous family and so forth and so on, uh, but I, I find myself hoping that, that God would put it on his mind to make himself the champion of uh, a, a return by the Democrat Party to the principles of America uh, and to a posture that actually wants the country to go on surviving. And here uh, I, I'm thinking of Robert Kennedy Jr. But I think that by and large, the Democrat Party has now become an anti-American party. It's based on premises uh, that wholly discard and disregard uh, the basic assumptions of our self-government. And they're no longer interested in that self-government. They have committed themselves pretty wholly to the totalitarian mentality that prevails in most communist states, uh, and that uh, they are now, I think, trying in various ways uh, to make the future of the United States. So what is to be done? You're somebody who ponders this in very specific terms, because I think it does depend on what you think about. And what you think about a lot is how we mobilize the people of this country to act as if they are still interested in self-government rather than in being governed uh, by a little clique, uh, party cliques uh, who uh, have uh, abandoned the basic premises that make our self-government uh, possible. What are the prospects and how, if we have prospects of reversing uh, this tendency, how do we go about it? Well, I need to expand, and I know that you, you always try to still hold the Republicans in high regard, but that ship has sailed too. 
So it is not a matter of just the Democrats. I'm just adjusting my mic. That it's not a matter of just the Democrats being the evil demons that they are. It's the Republicans too, because they've done nothing. They've done nothing to help you, we the people. They've done nothing to investigate 2020. They've done nothing to investigate 2022. They're just now talking about impeaching Biden when they should have had everything ready to go the minute that the House took control. So it's just another dog and pony show to drag you along. They passed a budget that was out of control, and I'm only talking federal level. So they they have no use for you. They have no use for you. Anybody in politics, literally anybody, doesn't matter if they're a candidate or if they're a politician or a past politician. They are all part of the uniparty. There are two wings on the same bird. And what does the bird do? It poops on the heads of we the people. So to be blatantly honest, that's the world you live in. That's the country you live in. No one's coming to save you. We the people are going to be the only people that are going to come save ourselves. And we hold all the we hold all the power. You know, you have to remember that these people work for us. Okay. They are public servants. They are there to serve the people. We are a free people. Our rights came from God. The Constitution tells you that. And we have forgotten because we've been brainwashed, indoctrinated by these people through their lies all these years that we need government. We need them. They're in control. They're higher than us. When they go to their meetings, they sit on this dais or dais that's much, much higher level than we are, just like the judges in the courtroom. And that's not the case. We pay their salaries. And we have allowed ourselves to be a slave to them because they said so. Well, that's not what the rules say. And that's not what the Constitution says. Well, we have forgotten to follow the Constitution. See, we're, we, are, we are not the governed in the phrase, the consent of the governed. That's where we've been misled this whole time. Because keep in mind, everything that you've been told, all of history, is all lies. It's all opposite of really what is the truth and what's going on to make us continue to be slaves and subservient so we continue to pay our taxes and be quiet little individuals and not say a word and let them destroy our lives and destroy our country. So, you know, the fact that that we keep waiting for yet another candidate or for someone to say the right magic word, well, they're finally on our side or CC, that's a good guy. No, 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 no. I'll give you an example. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm talking federal, not state or county. She voted for that budget. Okay, I checked her off the list. Bye, bye, Marjorie, bye, MTG. Jim Jordan, supposed to be a great guy. He voted for the budget too. What are you guys, nuts, right? No, you're going to drive the country further into destruction because that's the goal of government and everybody in it. They're all part of the system and the system is evil and demonic. And until we, the people, stand up for ourselves and actually take our unconstitutional elections back and our country back and actually give a crap I mean, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. We're at a pivotal point. You have 174 days from today until the country's officially dead. Why do I say that? Because that is the first state primaries that happen on March 5th. And if you have voting machines in this election, it's over because you can't stop the runaway train. And why do I know that that's accurate? A, I've done the investigation into November 8th here in Arizona. So I know a incredible amount of information that all the experts after all the past two and a half years have never decided to tell anybody. You wonder why? Do you know and you don't want to say anything or you just don't know and you're telling us a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of half arsed, shall I say, because the entire election system is fundamentally designed to control the outcomes. We the people are not included in the outcomes. We're not included in the system. We're not included in the process. We don't even know the process. And we don't even, we're not even included in our own party that we continue to give all kinds of money to. So my number one advice to everyone is stop giving them money. Stop giving any candidates, any politicians, any political groups, any PACs, any GOP, anything money. Because guess what? When they don't have money, all of a sudden they're going to pay attention. And, they, and they're all going to be looking for money now because they're all running again. They're all running in a fraudulent and corrupt system. Now, who in their right mind would run in a system if you knew it was fraudulent and corrupt and you didn't have a chance to win because you're not the chosen one, unless you are the chosen one. And if you know you're not the chosen one because you haven't been spoken to because that's how the system works, well, then why are you doing it? Hmm, there's two reasons, microphone and money. Other than that, why would you run? Someone asked me, Michelle, would you run for office? I said, hell no, not while there's machines, since there's no way and a chance that I would win. 
So why would I put my time and effort into it? Give you false hope, another false prophet, another false idol, and then ask for your hard-earned money that should be going to things that actually that are good, right? If there's one or two maybe good groups out there, right, that are actually doing something. But I would love to, to throw me a name. Just throw me a name. Throw me a constitutional sheriff. Haven't seen one yet. Been doing this hardcore for a year. Still waiting for that phone call. Still waiting for an explanation. And when someone says, I'm fighting for you, I don't know what that means. Still waiting for an explanation. Because the topics that they should be focusing on, no one is. No one's running on, I need to, these machines need to be banned because our, our election system is corrupt and fraudulent. And if you don't believe me, I think everybody saw what happened in 2020. It happened again in 2022. So if you haven't changed the system, you haven't changed the people that are running it, you haven't changed the rules, what magical thing is going to happen between now and, and the election next November or even during the primaries that something different is going to be an out, the outcome that you're going to think you're going to get? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It is mathematically impossible. It's worse than the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results because every single thing that everybody that's watching this show has done for the past three years, it's not going to work to win 2024. That includes the primaries and that includes the general because the system hasn't changed. Well, why, and if they control the system, you why, can't beat it. Why shouldn't I uh, assume? That those are just discouraging words that doom the country to because they're not that's reality well, that's called well, facts let me let me finish expressing my thought because uh, i think it, that that rousing people to be concerned about the fate of america is the order of the day but the fate of america still always rests in the hands of its people correct but the question is are we still a people capable of acquitting ourselves uh, in the way that the ways that are, are, are required, uh, because the, and that is not so much a question of politics or or political this is and that's it's a question of character. Mm -hmm. I mean, the character of the American people. You had to rely on it, and and I know uh, we've been brainwashed by all these leftists and people like this to believe that oh America was never any good. That's not true. Mm -mm. America produced surprising results against the odds. Because when I first started to familiarize myself with the whole founding of the country in a serious way and what was at stake uh, and what was involved, uh, I at first had to marvel at the assumption the founders made that people were in fact seriously capable of governing themselves. Um, but I think they made that assumption on certain premises. What if we have discarded those premises as a people? What if we now no longer think in the terms that are required so that in the face of everything you're talking about, people still have regard for themselves and their obligations, which begin not with their obligation to family, to money, to business, to corporations, to party, and so forth and so on, because the country began from the premises of an obligation to God. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that if we don't tackle the fact that in various ways we have turned away from that sense of obligation. Where are we going to find the motivation, insight, courage to do what you're talking about, to recapture that sense that we are in charge and therefore we must organize ourselves so that our elections reflect that fact? Am I making sense? Oh, totally. So you have to surround your people that have solutions that are actually doing the work, right? So that's what we've been doing. That's what I've been talking about. That's what I've been gathering the people. I mean, we're, the whole purpose of the Save My Freedom movement that I started, SaveMyFreedom.us, you know, if I have my show on Brighty on here on Fridays at 7 p.m., I not only break the news to you and be bold about what's going on in the truth, but I provide real take action solutions and toolkits and tell you what to do. And it's not just a talking head where you see a lot of people just giving you information over a microphone. I'm actually here in Arizona, Mayor Corruption County, Anarchy, Arizona, doing the grassroots work on the ground in front uh, uh, in front of the groups, with the groups, in the, and behind the scenes. So I'm actually putting in the sweat equity, which is what everybody needs to do. I'm a precinct committee man, a state committee man, and we are doing we're doing the work here. And there's other people that are doing some of the work in other states too, but it requires the American people to, to make a decision. Do you want to put in 15 minutes a day, whether it's virtually 
digitally or in person, or do you want to live in a 15-minute city? Because that's your options at this point. So you have a civic responsibility, which is what you're talking about the founders in the beginning did, where the people can actually govern themselves, which is what's supposed to happen. But we've become a very lazy people. We've become some people that have taken uh, uh, for granted the freedoms that we have, and we've allowed the government to take over and control. But again, they are servants to us. They are public servants. They're supposed to be working on our behalf. They are not. We've allowed that to happen. So what can we do? We need to take it back. And you said about God. I always tell people you need to take back and turn back. So you need to take back your country. You need to take back your state, your counties, your unconstitutional elections. We need to turn back to God because there's some things that only God can fix. But if you're not asking him for help, if you're not getting on your knees, you're not repenting, you're not praying, and you're not, you're not in the word and understanding how all of this works, then, and you're putting in the effort, you have to put in some of the ground game because you've got a ground game battle and you've got a spiritual battle. And I know people throw around the spiritual battle because they're not really understanding how spiritual this is. I mean, it is, we're not dealing with human beings that are on the evil side that are against us. And again, it's left and right, it's a uniparty, it's Republicans and Democrats, because if the, if the Republicans really were on your side, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. We're here, in, and I told you, I'm here in Anarchy, Arizona. Um, up until this most recent selection, which we don't have elections, that's not how it works, we had a, a Republican, and I use the word loosely Republican, they have an R next to name. We had a Republican, uh, governor. We had a Republican attorney general. We had, uh, and we still have a majority in the House of Republicans. We have a board of supervisors, which four out of the five are Republicans in Maricorruption County. And we had a, uh, at the time we didn't have the recorder. We have a recorder now who claims to be a Republican. So you have um, a, a, a state that is controlled by the Republicans, but yet our elections keep getting drastically worse every single cycle. So you got to say, well, hmm, I'll give you emoji face. Hmm. So then what is, what is, what, where's the problem? It's right there in front of your face. Both parties are not on your side. Again, but we continue to give them money. So the solution is that people need to get loud and they need to, they need to own their responsibility of the duties that they've neglected literally for the past 30 years and well, take back see, their country. It's that neglect that I was going to raise because, because I've been pondering this a lot and I'm not sure that I see an easy solution or an easy recommendation to make, apart from the fact that people need to first recapture a sense of the way in which our language has been abused. Um, and I say this quite often, I've, I've said it to you, I'm sure before in the show, but one of my major concerns is that we at some point, probably starting with the famous Four Freedoms speech uh, of, of FDR, which people should, uh, of, of thoughtful people should have been suspect of anyway. Uh, because uh, the phrase that sticks in my mind is first a biblical phrase, which ought to guide the thinking of Christian Americans, who after all would also then be open to acknowledging the premises on which the country was founded. Because we're not told about freedom. Freedom is not a big word in the Bible. Uh, and liberty does occur, however, particularly in the context of Christ, because we're told to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. So what is that liberty? Well, that is actually not the freedom to do what we want. It is the decision to behave according to the provisions and rule of God taking on our responsibility to act as he would have us act toward one another on premises of justice that we know uh, are uh, originate, not in our will, but in his. So that then our vocation as citizens is not the vocation of uh, freedom. It's the, a vocation of responsible obligation so that the word right actually means doing what is right according to the endowment of God. Um, when even Christian people don't understand that fundamental connection, how are they then going to, I think, rediscover that the real secret of American courage in the face of things that are wrong what was reliant on people who finally 
realized that what they were doing was not championing right according to God. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, because that is not a right that reflects our will. But I think the notion that our liberty is actually the result of accepting the premises of Christ that we are living according to God's endowment, not just the endowment of money and our own will and success. Um, a lot of people talk that way. There are a lot of people who go to church on Sunday in this country, <laughs> still enough, I think, to make the difference. Mm -hmm. And they hear sermons about this sometimes. But at the end of the day, they don't connect it with their citizen responsibility. Why has that happened? And what do we do about it? Because the, the most of the pastors in this country are weak and they are controlled by the government. They hide behind the fear of losing their 501c3, which is a lie. Most of them that started back in the COVID, they took the money. So they're on the, they're on the toll for what the government tells them. And a lot of these pastors, they, they don't talk about these things in the church, right? They don't, they don't talk about Satan. They don't say that because most of them think that Satan's real. A lot of the, and according to, and it's the Bard study, and I don't have the statistics in front of me because it was a while ago and we did a show on this on Jesus Rocks, which is on Bright Tea on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, Lucy DeGrazzi is the host. She connects current events with the real truth uh, and the word of God, real history and the, and the, uh, the word of God. And she had met in one of the episodes we did, there was an overwhelming statistic. And I think it was like two thirds of the pastors actually don't believe what's in the Bible and they don't preach it. Okay, so they have their own version because what they what they all try to do, a majority of them, is they wanna fill the pews. So they don't wanna say too much. They don't wanna give you the truth because they wanna fill the pews because they're looking for your donations, goes back to the money. So they don't, they don't have the Canucks in order to actually teach the real word, which is not every Christian goes to heaven, 95% of hell, they say, is going to be filled with Christians who are your Sunday people that show up at church once a week, but they're not doing the uh, real work, which is having a relationship with Jesus and reading the Bible and then following the laws, the rules of what God wants you to do to obey. And again, the whole system has been designed to remove God from our our education, from our churches, from our society, and they've been working on it for decades. That's all part of the plan so that you can get to this point in time so that people just don't even realize. They don't even understand what it is. And then they just throw in the fact that they're removing and saying, hey, listen, you know, we, uh, we'll, we'll take over and we'll take care of keep, keeping an eye on the government. We, we know better than you people who are supposed to be the government. Okay, we the people are the government. We've given away that power because they said, no, you guys are busy with family and soccer and now Facebook and all that. So we'll go ahead and run things for you. Well, you ran it into the ground, ran it over a cliff. You personally benefited. And now we're com coming in to clean up the mess going, oh, my God, this is worse than what we thought. So it's a matter of people need to understand the, the reality of the world that we live in. First, you need to understand that, and then you can make the change to actually move forward. And again, we have the solution, which is our one-click email campaign to encourage people to get loud. We need volume. We need people standing up, calling them out. You do it digitally. You do it in person. And once there's a lot of people doing this, you're talking about all these things, becomes the narrative of the nation, the conversation of the country. You watch what happens, because these politicians are weak. They're pathetic. And, uh, and most of them will fold like a cheap suit when there's pressure on them because it happened here in Arizona. So we're speaking from experience. Well, when we get back, because we, we're down to the wire here in, in uh, many senses, I'd like to go a little bit more deeply into uh, how one actually understands the motivation that you're talking about that is really necessary, but that depends on something that has been systematically pushed first into the shadows and which they are now trying to push out of the consideration of most Americans because mm -hmm. they don't make the connection between the country's reliance in terms of our claim to govern ourselves on God and the capacity we need to have the courage and understanding to actually govern in a way that preserves that possibility. Because I think that's what we're not doing anymore because we don't 
understand or maintain the character required to do it. Uh, and, and I hope that makes sense to folks out there, because I think if we don't reach that point, other things that we do are going to continue to be ineffectual. Uh, and then I'd like to talk a little bit when we come back about some of the specifics, including what you think Donald Trump represents in terms of what people need to be doing. We'll be right back after this. SAT123.com, they have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones, we've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently, but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. Experts agree that cardio, muscle, and brain exercise are critical to overall health. But what if you discovered you were missing an exercise that the Surgeon General says was just as important? It's called Juvent the first clinically proven micro-impact platform in the world. Juvent's clinically proven patented technology discovers the right frequency of micro-impact for your body. Simply stand on it for 12 seconds and calibrates the Juvent to the uniqueness of your size and body mass. Brought up the webpage here of the Juvent uh, webpage so people know what we're talking about. It's a platform, it's a micro-impact platform and uh, I, I literally use it every day. Knee pains and joint problems and back pains that they've seen resolve um, with using Juven. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at SAT123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit SAT123.com to get one while they're still available. Welcome back. I'm Alan Keyes. Uh, I'm, I'm Michelle Swinnick's on today, and I always love it when you come, I have to say. Uh, we, we, we have great discussions, but you're also bringing, I think, a clarity and fervor to it uh, that uh, I find refreshing but also inspiring. And uh, I have to say that, like most human beings, I can always use a good dose of inspiration uh, because when I find myself pondering the fundamental challenges that we're now faced with, they're not, it's not an encouraging thing to think through because in various ways, once you reach the nub of it, it appears that in some ways, in a decisive fashion, too many people have turned away from it. Uh, and I think we were getting there in the course of the latter part of our discussion. Uh, how does a people whose self-government reflected the notion of their responsibility to act in a way that wasn't just governed by what they want and what they will, but was governed by a sense that our vocation in self-government is to do what is right and that that righteousness does not depend on our whims. 
It depends rather on the example, uh, as I think would have been said by a lot of the early Americans, the example of Christ, which is therefore also the example and will of Almighty God. And that that's an indispensable connection, which they've been working throughout my lifetime to break, they being the people who want to overthrow our form of government. There is still, as I encounter it around the country, a lot of interest among Christian people. Once you start to talk in these terms, they say, yes, that's it. How do we make it happen? But I'm not sure, one, that it's enough, but I'm not sure also that it's being articulated in a way that allows people once again to be comfortable with the fact that we must reconnect our citizen responsibilities with our responsibility to God. These are not separate considerations because the citizen responsibility only exists because of the successful appeal to and therefore reliance on the authority of God. Am I making sense? Because that's what brought this country into existence in the first place. It's what ended the scourge of slavery. It's what mobilized people to get involved in the great world wars because we saw righteousness at stake and Americans were still moved by that. Well, keep in mind the pilgrims came here because they were escaping the tyrannical king because they couldn't practice their religion and worship God. So that's how the country was originally started, 1620, right? It's almost like hashtag act like a pilgrim people and do this the right way. So let's let's do a little, let's do a little, uh, uh, let's say history constitution lesson, okay? So as you said, all of our freedoms do not come from government. Our rights don't come from government, they come from God, okay? So once we remember that, because some people don't know that, and some people have forgotten. So you're in one of two categories. It's a very small amount that actually understand that all of our rights come from God. So let's look at the pecking order. And I, I always, I, you think I have it memorized by now, I've been saying it for so long. So you got God, then it goes people, then it goes laws, then it goes government, then it goes corporation. So notice the top is God, then it goes people. Everybody else is below that. So people need to understand that. Now I wanna, I wanna do another little quick lesson. So it could pop up that graphic, the AZ Constitution. Now I wanna use this one, this graphic, so you can read while I read it to you. I want you to look up this, this portion of the, oh, you didn't get, he didn't get it. He didn't get it because he, I sent it to Hunter and I sent it to, uh, to Heather. So I'll read it to you if you don't have it. So anyway, it is Article 2, the Declaration of Rights, Section 2, political power and purpose of government, which we know the purpose of government is to destroy your life. But let's see what they wrote here in the Arizona Constitution. And that section, the Declaration of Rights and Political Power and the purpose of the government is what I want you to look up for your own state. And these, 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 the Constitution and the statutes for states, they're very simple to read, they're very easy to find, they're very short. So it won't take up a lot of time because I know everybody doesn't have any time even those 24 hours in a day. So it says all political power is inherent in the people. Political power is inherent in the people. This is the rule, the foundation of the state. And I'm using Arizona because I'm here in Mayor Corruption County, Anarchy, Arizona. And governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. Now, consent of the governed. Up until three months ago, because of what we've been told and what I've heard and what I thought I had learned and what they tell you, because they want you to lie, they want to tell you lies, they want you to be their slaves. Uh, okay. And uh, I thought the consent of the governed, the governed was us, because that's what they've told us. Guess what? That's not true. We are not the governed. Again, we're a free people. We are free people. Our rights come from God. The people in political positions work for us. They're our servants. So they got to remember that. We actually pay their salaries. So it even gets worse. Not only are they there to work for us, we actually pay for them to exist. Okay. So we have a major say in what they do and how they're supposed to, how they're supposed to be doing the acts in which they're supposed to do. So when the consent of the governor means this, so you have the people that are, when they take their oath, the people that go into office, whether it's the legislators or the administrators, so it doesn't matter the capacity when they work for the government, when they are giving their consent, 
they're being they're giving consent that's the oath to be governed we're not the governed it's the same concept that they like to use to manipulate when they say money is the root of all evil that's not what the bible says they want you to believe all these years that money is the root of all evil money is an accelerant it does amazing things if they're used properly so if you're an amazing person you get a bunch of money you're going to do amazing stuff if you're a poopy person you get a bunch of money you're going to do poopy stuff the the bible says for the love of money is the root of all evil just like this they've manipulated the language which you brought up earlier they've manipulated definitions they've manipulated the words so that you don't know the power that you have it's like dorothy and the ruby slippers you had the power the whole time because all political power is inherent in the people which is me and you and everybody right. watching but one thing because uh, because uh, i think you're absolutely right so long as people don't forget a simple fact uh, and that simple fact is that the governed is us in the first instance because the governed actually in the minds of the founders uh and i think because of their faith meant those who are governed by the will of god those who are governed by the providence of god what god provides but in that but it begins with what god provides in the way of understanding your obligations to god mm -hmm. on account of his authority over you uh, so we do, as individuals, we come into and, and therefore can claim our political power because the assumption was that we were willing to be governed by the endowment of God, by the provisions of God's goodwill. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. because then when we go to talk about our people in government, that's what they're supposed to represent. They're supposed to represent our willingness to be governed by God according to God's will. Mm -hmm. And that was then to be reflected in laws that are justified in terms of that acceptance of our obligation uh, to do right according to God. Uh, I, I, I only say, say that because I know you're thinking it. Uh -huh. No, you're but spot I think on. It has to be clear uh, mm -hmm. that we all start as uh, rulers if I can put it that way, because the people are supposed to be the rulers, the mm -hmm. ones who represent the rule and the authority to rule. But that authority to rule is derivative in the final analysis from the endowment of God, the authority of God, which we are committed to observe and follow through on so that in the first instance, it is our acceptance of those obligations that in point of fact makes us a people self-governed. Why are we self-governed? Because we are in the first instance governed by the goodwill of God. Does that make sense? Yeah, because the government saw that. The evils of the demons of the government saw that that was the way it's supposed to be done. So they have over time slowly crept in, not only removed God, but replaced God with themselves. Right. They replace God with themselves. So they made people dependent on the government by design. They have pushed and pushed, you know, every every little it's like getting closer to the goal line. They just push a little bit and you don't notice it. And they push a little bit more then they push a little bit more and then they get into your lives. They destroy your lives. They make laws that are against everything that God believes in. That was told to you that you're supposed to be obedient to because they've removed him. They kicked him out. They kicked out God. They kicked out Jesus. You name it. Because they know this is, when I say spiritual battle, again, you have to go big picture on this, right? So it's almost like if you ever saw the movie Nefarious, which I encourage everybody to go, and I think we've talked about this on this show before. And it is such an incredible movie. The script is amazing. The actor's brilliant. But it really gives people an overview, um, actually, and really specifics about the world that we live in and how it's a battle between Satan and God and we're just in the way, right? So they don't even care about us. Those Satan doesn't care about us, but they use us to do their do his will with his demons because they hate God so much that and, and God loves his people, loves the children even more. And we abandoned those children a long time ago. 64 million babies have been uh, killed 
since 1973 in 50 years, and not to mention 2 million children are getting raped 10 to 15 times a day in child sex slave trafficking, but what we do nothing, not to mention how many are getting now mutilated where you're changing them to this 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 whole uh, mind game of um, uh, a manufactured mental uh, mental illness called the transagendaism, right? None of that's none of that's real. None of that's real. So they're now if they're physically muting it because what are they doing? They're sacrificing. They're sacrificing the babies. They're sacrificing the children now, as as it like say an offer to Moloch back in the old days, to be. Because they hate God so much. Because they hate God so much. Because that's what they're, they're that's what I'm saying. This whole battle. So when when we're talking about politicians that are doing evil doings, which is all every single one of them, because nobody's on your side. Nobody's on your side. Name me one and I'll I'll pick them apart. Okay, because nobody's doing anything to move the needle to actually solve the problems. They have all the power to literally solve a problem. They have big budgets, big staff, big microphones, big platforms, but yet well, everything gets worse. Well, well can, can I interrupt for one second here? Though? Yeah. Because I'm not sure they have all the power. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, they have the power to, like, change a bill. They well, have, a, they have, they have the, the power, power to do that kind bill. of stuff. They have, they have the power to pass wait, a wait, law. Let, let, me, let me explain. Because um, I think of most of them now, even those who would balk at the notion that they are not committed to fundamental premises of uh, the country's ex uh, existence that are based on um, our willingness to do right according to a standard that is not our own will. And it's interesting to me you mentioned abortion because I think it represents perfectly the problem that the, and, and the way in which they have beguiled us. Uh, because I think abortion absolutely represents the fundamental obligation we have to respect the will of God. That child in the womb is, in the first instance, an existence that reflects the will of God. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. There would be no there there. Um, it reflects, therefore, our own condition, because each and every one of us exists only in dependence on what was the antecedent will of God that makes our existence possible. And because we now think we understand more and more about how it operates and so forth and so on, we think it's only ours. But without the being of God, we would not have being ourselves. And I think the fact that people forget this and therefore forget that the obligation we stand under is an obligation reflected in our own dependency for our existence on the prior will of God that continues to manifest itself only as long as we respect the provisions of God. And I use that combination because provisions include provisions of law, provisions that circumscribe our will so that we behave in accordance with the will that makes our existence possible. And that used to be taken for granted by Christian people. And I think it is now something that you have to reason through and even then. They don't quite get it. Am I making sense? Yeah, they don't. They, meaning all the above, don't get a lot of things. But you, you, I want to go back to the the politicians for a second. Um, they're only in it for themselves. They're there for an audience. They're there to take your money and promise you nothing, no results. And they're there to benefit themselves. I mean, you got look at look. I'll give you an example. How many people have said, oh, we're fighting for you, which I'm still waiting for a definition of that. I don't understand what that means. I would like for someone to say when they're fighting for you, tell me what that means. I would like to know three things that you're doing besides getting on a microphone. So then all of a sudden they, they do that hardcore throughout the whole campaign season and they lose. And then all of a sudden you don't hear from them anymore. So they're not fighting anymore because they only fought to win because I thought you were fighting for me. And you were so hell-bent on changing changing the status quo and, and whether you're saving America or taking back the country or whatever your, your talking points were. But then, poof, you're gone. Like, what, what happened? So were you really fighting for me? And how many of them can you say that happened to? Uh, pretty much everybody from 2022 and 2020 until it's time for them to consider maybe I should run for something else. And then how many positions 
are you going to keep switching and running for? Like Mark Fincham here in Arizona. He's going to keep just trying different positions to see which one he can actually win. Wendy Dodger's another one. She runs for different districts. And I don't know how it's possible when she's lived in the same house for 30 years up until recently. So how do you run in different districts for the same position, but you live in the same house? So you have, you have that. So then, so how genuine are these people? They don't care about getting anything done. Well, they well, care about getting in position I mean, to benefit themselves, whether it's Michelle, their ego or their pocketbooks. Aren't we listening to the wrong promises? The promise to do something for me assumes that what I do is for me. The assumption which drove, and, and, and this is why I guess they no longer really want to teach about all of this, because if you go back and you take a careful look at the beginnings of the country, the establishment, the people who first came over, established, uh, whether it was the Mayflower or others, uh, and, and, and so forth. Um, they didn't conceive of themselves as people who were doing something for themselves mm -hmm. and served by people who were there for, uh, to turn around and say, look at what I'm doing for you. No, they came as a group of people dedicated to doing what God requires. And therefore, all of us should be working together in order to make sure that the results we produce are in accordance with those standards of God's requirement uh, uh, and, and reflect his goodwill toward us, not our own will as to what is good for ourselves. Do you see what I'm saying? We're, we're letting them get away with making the wrong promise because we no longer conceive of ourselves as a righteous people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the case in the beginning because that's not only what they said, it's what they had come braving the Atlantic Ocean and all of these possibilities to do, to live according not to their own will, but according to the good will of God. Uh, and, and I know, I believe we have enough Christians in this country professing that we ought to still be able to muster what is required in order to turn things away from this self-worshipping uh, 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 devilry. But I don't think most people realize that's their vocation anymore. Uh, and certainly people who have turned away from God and Christianity, because folks aren't preaching it anymore as part of our citizen responsibility, uh, they don't even think about it. See? And, and I think that's involving us in a mess, because when you are beating up on people to do something for you, don't you realize that everybody who says that means something different by what they're saying? The for me part of that is unique, quite possibly, to every individual. It doesn't imply a community that is dedicated to a common sense of right. Which is probably why I can't give anyone to give me an answer when I ask, what does that mean? When you mm -hmm. say you're going to do something for mm -hmm. me, you're fighting for me. I don't want you fighting for me. I want you to fight for the Constitution. I want you to fight for the country. And I don't want you to fight. I want you to actually take action and do viable, efficient, and effective take action items to make that happen because you're not. So they're, they're, they like to say those things because they think it's going to get you to vote for them. Again, it's all about them. It has nothing to do with that. I don't work at my desk for 15 hours a day, seven days a week because it benefits me. I'd rather be selling widgets. I wish I never would have worked the election on November 8th and now I investigate it and I know and what I've seen what I've seen and I can't unsee what I've seen and I know what I know. I wish that never would have happened because my life would have been normal. I would have been actually still doing some of this out. I would have done the boots on the ground. I would have done the grassroots stuff, but I wouldn't be in it so far now where I can't stop talking about it because it's almost like I've become just really hardcore recently that I'm warning people. Here's what's going to happen to your life in your country if you don't do these things to demand that you get rid of these voting machines. And I'm bringing it right around because it's, it's three minutes and 40 seconds left and you need to get a take action item. Again, this is the second time that we've done this ban the machines campaign. And people are like, Michelle, why are you doing a digital campaign? Because I know, no offense, Americans are lazy. They're very busy. They have less than two minutes to do anything. So that's why we partnered with Act for America to do these one-click email campaigns. And I'm asking the country, 
asking the country to do this once a day takes less than two minutes. There's three steps, there's four clicks, and it's focusing on Arizona. And they say, well, why Arizona? Because we have the most boots on the ground presence. We have the most momentum going. I've investigated the, the election here. All that information will be coming forward. It literally will shock people. The things I've seen are horrific. And we need the people behind us because they need a million emails a day going into their inboxes. Yes, you can call them. I want you to call them out on social media. But if you can do that, and you can that we can start holding them accountable. You've got to hold these people accountable because the more you talk about our unconstitutional election and how fraudulent and corrupt they are, you're going to be able to move the needle because these people are weak and they need your money. And if you tell them, I'm not giving you any money, and guess what? I got sold a bill of goods last time you run. I want my money back. You watch how fast things will change, but it requires volume. Volume meaning the number of people and volume meaning uh, getting really, really loud because these people are weak. So I want everybody to go to savemyfreedom.us, savemyfreedom.us. You're going to click, once you subscribe, this is how we communicate with everybody. You're going to click the second tab and it says ban the machines. And there's three clicks in, there's three There's three steps. One, it demands that we ban the machines in Arizona. Two, it's a, um, it wants to investigate the corruption and fraud in, in Arizona elections. Three, it's a remonstrance, which is part of the court case that was filed that proves that our elections are unconstitutional. You're going to sign that. These are all digital clicks. It takes less than two minutes each time. Second time you do it, it's going to take about 30 seconds each. And one, that goes to the Board of Supervisors. There's 61 of them. And then the second time you're going to do it, it goes to the legislative turds, which I call them the turds for short. The court case is in there. I want you to download it. We declare it a state of constitutional emergency here in Arizona by the people because our elected and selected elitists refuse to acknowledge that that's the number one problem in this country, not to mention your unconstitutional election. All the information, videos and stuff is on there. And if we can get the people behind us, then as soon as we do it in Arizona, we'll go to the next state. We'll go to the next state. It just takes one major county. And keep in mind, Arizona, no offense to the other states, there's three battleground states that are the most important that are going to determine the election. Now, I'm telling you right now, Trump has already lost the general election. It's up to us to take back the unconstitutional election and change those results because they've already been predetermined. So it's up to the American people to do this. You have a very short window of time and I made it simple digitally. And then I gave you even the contact information to call them out. So you're going to go to savemyfreedom.us. You're going to subscribe on the first tab. And then you're going to see it, it gets you to the, the website AZ Saves America. It ends up right there. And then it has all the information. I even put a clock down to 174 days until March 5th, when the first uh, when the first uh, primary state primary happen. And once that machine well, that tra that train starts running, you're not going to be able to. Stop it. Well, we are uh, down to the wire right now. Uh, but one thought that I would want to add to what you say, because I, I think that people should do as you say, and they should be carefully observing themselves while they do it, so they can think through with immediacy how they apply it to their situation. We have things like this going on in every state where you get thoughtful people to respond and you have a movement that is unstoppable in the direction of restoring the integrity with which we take seriously our electoral responsibilities. Ponder that, we'll be back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.